Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. vision of running your own salon is super exciting to begin with. You get to be the leader, to get to do things your way instead of coming under someone else's authority. Sounds like a dream, right? But as you know, the reality has its challenges. It's all good and well having a vision, but actually making it happen takes skills and steps to get you there. Being a salon owner requires a whole new level of expertise from managing a team to increasing profit, not to mention being a marketer, a salesperson, a cleaning lady, a counselor. My God, it's a little bit overwhelming. Luckily, there are certain things that you can do to not only claim this role with confidence, but to actually see your salon grow at the same time. That's why today I'm chatting with beauty salon owner Sophie to seek her insights and what it takes from you to make the salon successful while juggling all of the things. Having owned her salon for 12 years now and working closely with me through the Salon Mastery Program and now Boardroom, she is leaning and learned many valuable tips along the way and I'm really keen for her to share them with you. So let's dive in and see what she has to say. Sophie, thank you so much for coming and joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Super pleased to have you here. No, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, look, let's start with uh, where are you in the world? Uh, what do you do and how did you get to be doing just that? I am based in Wellington in New Zealand and I own a skin and beauty clinic out in the suburbs. Um, and I came to be here. I opened my business 12 years ago. And I started, I'd worked overseas for a while and I came back to New Zealand and I really wanted to show New Zealanders some of the um, experience I'd had overseas and thought I wanted to create my own little slice of paradise. <laughs> what inspired you to get into beauty therapy in the first place? Oh, I have loved products since I was a little girl. I used to sit there with my little bottles and drippers and droppers that mum would save. And I loved, I just used to love products and skin. Um, I was never into makeup and nails so much. Skin's always been my game, but um, definitely just the little bottles. And then once I found um, going into beauty school, that was where definitely I started to excel. I loved it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, you've been a business owner for 12 years now, and uh, we've been hanging out together over the last couple of years uh, and growing your business. And so I wanted to, uh, I've seen so much change and development, and you're definitely an action taker, Sophie. You grab an idea, you uh, make it yours, and then you put it into business, and you've had some massive results. And so I really wanted to ask, we'll get you to come here and share, what are some of the thoughts and tips or the mindsets or the ingredients of success that you think it takes to grow a successful business? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, so much, so many thoughts on that one. I guess my my big one with mindset would be um, knowing your role. I think when I first started out, I was a sole trader. Um, so then when I started creating a team, I was still in the mindset of just a therapist. I hadn't learned those skills on how to be a, um, an owner or how to develop a team. So um, learning learning how to run a team was a whole new whole new game. Um, and I think once I got out of thinking just as a therapist and um, that I now had a team to take care of was a big one. So changing that mindset from a therapist to a business owner is a biggie. Um, probably my second biggest tip would be systems. Um, the difference that systems gave me as a business owner was everything. I, I'm not on the floor anymore. I work from home 90% of the time. Um, and the only way I could do that was setting up systems in the business. So, um, so everyone knew always what was going on. So tell us a little bit more about that one specifically. What would be an example of what is the system that you've put into place that's been sort of uh, transformational in terms of uh, people knowing what to do and how to how to perform? Yeah, definitely. Um, I we have um, daily huddles in our team just to keep everyone on track and what's going on. Um, because I am based at home and not um, there with the team in the spa, um, we use Loom as our communication method. So I can send them little videos so they can see what they're up to, um, how they're tracking towards their own targets and personal goals. And it just gives me another way to check in with them and see how they're going. Yeah, and you do this on a, con like you've set it up as a, this is how we do it here. And you do you do that system and you run that system consistently without fail. Yes, yeah, it's all set up. Um, I have my reminders on my phone myself, the team know when they're coming. Um, it's all automatic. Yeah, which I love. Um, I love that. Um, okay, you had a, uh, you made another comment to me around um, this sort of mindset change around your who was your primary client in the business. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think when you're a therapist, you're in, when you go out into business, it's all about the clients and creating that experience. And I became really good at that. I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to go out on my own was I loved creating those experiences for my clients. And then when I started having a team, my of course clients are still important but your team are the vital part of your business and if so changing that changing the mindset to now nurturing your team just as much as you did your clients I guess was my big part of moving away from the floor and now that's what I do with my time now as I spend um, all of my time focusing on my team, training them, um, helping them reach their own goals. And that was the biggest game changer for us for, for business, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, um, I remember that mindset shift myself when that happened, when I really recognized that actually no longer were my clients my focus, but that my team were my clients. And that too, that was the, that was one of the catalysts for massive change for, for me and my business at the same time. So yeah, I totally resonate with that one. Now, yeah. Sophie, we've been working together a couple of years now. Um, and I wanted to ask, uh, what are a couple of really measurable uh, strategies that you've put into place in your, in your business that have really catalyst, been a catalyst to change? What are those things that 
I'm, and I'm being mean here by saying you're only allowed to pick two. What are two things that you've done, two systems, processes, new initiatives that you've put into the business uh, while you've been part of the Seller Mastery program that really have made uh, a big difference to the business? I think my biggest change was definitely coming off the floor. Um, I've actually been off the floor before, but there was never a thought process that I wasn't going back. So I came off the floor, I had a new job description, and the business was still profitable. And in fact, it was even a lot more profitable than when I was on the floor. So that was one of my biggest changes. Um, I guess one of the, the differences since making all them, or since being in coaching for sure, was um, we've now doubled our average um, client spend since joining with coaching, um, which was really important for me because my biggest goal for my team was to be able to get them all on that earning $30 an hour plus that was our goal um, that was our big goal for this year but we're just in March and we're already smashing it so I think we might need to raise the goal up but um, it's, it's the coaching that's been helping me drive and make those decisions to know that I can make those decisions which which has been massive. I really love not only that you've doubled your average client spend but you actually had uh, a really clear objective for your team and a purpose for your team to do that, to double the average client bill, to get their clients to spend more and that there was something in it for the team and that you had a really clear objective for them or want for them to earn really well while they're working inside of your business, that they were well paid because if they're well paid, they'll be feel, uh, feel like they're appreciated, but all, there's no, also there's no reason to leave, right? And that you yeah. wanted not just some people on the team to earn $30 plus an hour, but every single team member, like there's this global goal for your team to earn really good money. And would you say that that has been one of the drivers to being able to shift what's happening with, with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the team and for me, I think it's, um, you always want your business to be profitable for sure. But I guess one of the biggest reasons behind wanting to grow a team was to be able to create that environment for um, other therapists to really, you know, thrive and have the money that, that you want. You know, it's a big thing in our industry that, that you can't have those things. Um, and I wanted to banish that. And I wanted my team to have an amazing lifestyle, have that life balance, freedom, and love their job. So I'm um, yeah, stoked that we're, we're kind of killing it at the moment. So yeah, we're happy. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're gonna get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Uh, tell me a little bit more about um, what has 
stopped you this time going back on the floor and serving clients because you've done it once before and for one reason or another uh, ended back in the serving clients uh, space again what's kept you committed to staying away from clients and only serving your team like what has been the catalyst for that I think that comes back to that mindset. Um, when I first went back to the floor, I hadn't had coaching and I thought, and well, I was a therapist. What, what would I do if I wasn't on the floor? Um, I, I didn't have a business mind frame. I thought I had to be back on the floor to earn the money. Um, there is, I, I miss therapy a lot. I, I love it. It's kind of like my meditation, but it's, I'm much better off now being in an office <laughs> And working more on the business development side, which I've actually really enjoyed um, that. And then also being a coach to, to the team, which is, um, you know, you get to nurture, you get to nurture the same clients all the time. So you get to see, um, you get to see them develop, which is awesome. I like how you framed that, actually. I still get to work with my clients. They just happen to be my team clients, not my client clients. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what would be the one piece of advice or words of wisdom that you'd give to other salon owners uh, about your salon ownership experience? Yeah, I thought about this one for a while because there's so many pieces that I felt I've found along the way. Um, but I think one recently I've been talking to a few salon owners and I wish someone had told me this was if you have if you usually when you've gone and you've opened your own business, and this is from my own experience, it's usually because you're an amazing therapist and you think, oh, I can't wait to be able to create my own experience and have my own business. But if you've chosen to go out on your own and if you've chosen to take on team members, you have a completely different job role now. So the skill set that you had as a therapist, um, it's, it's a completely different role. You now need to run a business. And I think the expectation that you're now going to open a business and be an exceptional manager and you know how to do marketing, um, it's, it takes a lot of hard work. So I feel if, you're, if you've made that commitment to team members that you are going to take them on, you're now responsible for their development, for their earnings, um, for their career path. And if if you've taken that on, you have to take it seriously. And I, I serious, I don't, I don't know how you do that when you're back in a room. I don't know how you, how you tick all those boxes when you are now, you have all this other responsibility on your head. So I, and the only way I personally found to do that was to get coaching, because you need to, if you've chosen to open a business, you need to learn how to, how to take care of those job roles. So that's probably my biggest was step up to your role. If you've, if you've chosen to go out into business, then step up and own a business. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, Sophie, do you remember a time when you kind of mentioned it just before, a time when you were serving clients and you just thought, I just, I know I need to work more on my business, but I just don't know what I need to do. Like, what is that role? Do you remember that mindset and what your thoughts are now? And what would you say back to that person um, who she was uh, a few years back? Oh, I remember her so well. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it was a really hard point in business for sure. And I think that's actually when I came across your podcast and I was like, oh, she knows. She knows exactly what I'm going through. And your, your advice was coming at perfect time, I think, where I was at a turning point. I had to make some big calls on how I was going to do things. Um, 
and it was just so nice to then finally start having the advice I needed it was those things you know coaching then showed me what I had to do the next step and it, that was massive I think yeah I'm not sure if I would have probably kicked it out if I was staying staying doing what I was doing so that was massive uh, when we met Sophie you had just had baby number one does that sound right or maybe she was still yeah. a toddler at home or maybe yeah, you were I think about she was to a toddler at home yeah yeah and contemplating baby number two maybe yes yeah and trying to navigate that space of um how do I run a business and try and run a family as well yeah definitely <laughs> all right um I appreciate your insights uh words of wisdom and uh sort of i guess commitment to really stepping into your role as uh, a salon owner ceo salon ceo um tell me what is a quote or a mantra or something that's really kept you focused strong solid that you can share with other salon owners i read this one the other day and i loved it um it said to strive for excellence not perfection and I really like that because I found, you know, you can't, um, to, you can't, perfection is not realistic. It's, it's unattainable. And, or as if you say, oh, I'm just striving for excellence, I find you're more motivated, um, work hard to get there. So that, that's definitely one at the moment I'm loving. Yeah, I love that. All right. What about uh, a book, a resource, someone to follow? What would you recommend that, uh, salon owners do uh well this year I've tried something different um I'm a big fan of podcasts but I would love to have read more books so I signed up to audible and I've been reading a book every month which has been great um but another one that I also um you introduced me to Joel um I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong um Joel Bozard yes he's amazing yeah and I just find him just if you follow him he gives so many inspirational tips advice um on on running teams um yeah I find him fantastic so I think he's another one to definitely touch him with I love and adore him too he's come and been a guest speaker at our last two day last two two-day intensives that we run uh in Salon Mastery and he's come and given us some yeah, really good tangible tips. He knows what it's like. Uh, he's not a hairdresser. He knows what it's like to be inside a salon. His wife uh, is a stylist and uh, he works a lot with salon owners. And so he's been a, a real treat to have in our camp, you know, and, and to be part of our program. It's been really nice. So I will make sure that I put a link to Joel Bozade. Joel, I'm so sorry if we've said that wrong. <laughs> I'll put a link to uh, your socials and your dub dub uh, on the show notes of this podcast. Sophie, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your, uh, your day to spend with us, share your insights and, and uh, tips. Uh, you've been a pleasure to work with, I have to say, because as I mentioned before, you're an action taker. Um, and the only way that you can make the most of great advice, good strategies, uh, brainy, shiny ideas is actually to put them into place. And you're one of those people. So I'm excited to watch amazing things happen for you and your business in the future. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's all, I've loved the journey. It's definitely been one, as I say, I tell everyone, jump on board. It's just a step in the right direction. So no, thank you. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today. I know that everything that you had to say about growing the salon will be super relevant to those that are listening right now, especially your lesson on structure.
this is such an important thing, like structure and processes are something I talk about often. There are reasons for that. All right, okay, I would love to know what stood out to you in this episode and any advice that you're going to implement into your salon straight away on the back of this podcast. Come and let me know in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. I would love to connect with you there. The link to join is the show no- in the show notes of this podcast. Otherwise, I'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.